Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Old-time Big Ten football. Yeah. Touchdown, Purdue! Uh, welcome to the couch. Um, yeah, for those watching on the uh, YouTube stream or the YouTube part of the podcast, we're in a different location. Got uh, some family staying over with me, my mother. So she's uh, taking up the guest room slash office. And uh, we're recording this post-game recap show. From the living room, on the couch. And we just saw Purdue lose 41-13 to to the number three Michigan Wolverines. And, yep, that's what we expected. We expected a Michigan blowout, um, but they didn't cover. 32, 32 and a half, I think was the line that I gave you, and it ended up being 20, 28, if my math is correct on that one. So, Purdue falls to two and seven, still only one win in Big Ten play. And I, I still think that there is hope that this team gets to four, maybe five wins, because that was. That was probably not the the best showing offensively, and I don't really blame them. When you're shuffling the offensive line that much, it uh, it's not a not a not a great look. I mean, there was a, a graphic that was shown during the broadcast of like, man, like what what are you supposed to do? Because there was. No way that this line was going to hold up against that defensive front. And I can't remember if I was listening to the TV broadcast or the radio broadcast while driving home uh, to start to catch the to catch the start of the game. But it was like no Michigan lineman had played more than 35 snaps a game. Like they were fresh. They looked like the team that was coming off the bye, something that you wished uh Purdue was last week against Nebraska there they just didn't look like the same team but it was a team that really struggled to move the ball consistently unless they had some help which Michigan gave them help plenty of times and gave them shorter fields to work with but we'll we'll get into the meat of it some things that I did see as positives that we can take going forward. But first, this show, as always, is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports league is off and rolling. College basketball is ready to go as well on Monday for those Boiler fans that are watching right now. Bet Online remains your top spot 
for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NFL are in full swing. Yes. The college football, not just in full swing, almost over the regular season. Can't believe it. Gone by way too fast. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ah, this game started and it looked like it was going to be a shutout, looked like it was going to be a runaway game. And I give credit to Purdue. They showed up in that second and third quarter, really played played well. Um, probably some of the best defensive football they played in those couple of quarters. Um, that was, that was uh, a positive. And we're going to try to stick with a lot of the positives. There's obviously when it's a 28 point loss, there's not, there's not a, a ton of, of positives, but you got to kind of, you got to read between the lines. You got to try and find these good areas these good spots, these good positions, these guys that are playing well for this team and put some praise on them because there's not a a whole lot of other positive things that have been said about these guys. And I've been critical of of players, sure. And I I can't help but think that it's it's hard to get up for for games. Um, It's hard to you know, try to be motivated in in games like this, especially when you go down 17 nothing, and this team still fought back and and put up, you know, a, a, a decent fight, as, especially on the defensive side. I The offense, there's nothing that I think that we can really ultimately take away because the offensive line was just shuffled around and, guys playing out of position and Gus Hartwig playing tackle at, at at one point. And it was, it was a mess. It was a mess, but I I think, I think you put yourself in position and I think you got to remain positive that you can win three games, the final three games, because if you look at what Minnesota did today, if you look at what Northwestern did today and what you look at, Indiana, yes, they beat Wisconsin, but only put up 20 points. And you got to think that you're going to put up a better showing offensively than what you have been. Uh, Maybe, maybe not um, with what your offense has looked like here recently. So before we get too deep into the show, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you are following the show. we're still going to be here throughout the rest of the regular season. And uh, whether it's here down on the couch or here in the house in a different location, still going to try to give you the podcast each and every week preview and recap show and try to still mix it up every once in a while with this show because you guys have been very supportive and I appreciate it to those that have stuck around through this this season. Because as of it as it stands right now, Purdue is the worst team in the Big Ten. Now you can change that. 
you can change that going forward by winning these last three games, prove that you're not this team and that is just going to be a two-win team, continue to fight. Um, it's And, and that's the thing that I, I, haven't, I think is going to be the biggest takeaway from this season outside of you got some some solid building blocks on that defensive side. And if you can come back healthy for next year, this could be a solid defense. Solid. Not not anything spectacular, but you know, you make those improvements that I think we talked about at the beginning of the year, and you should be in a better spot. Hopefully things change offensively, whether that is hiring a new offensive coordinator like I think they should or you know getting guys that are have been out and in and out of the lineup you know bringing back a Max Claire um having a uh a, a Jamal Erdeen um a, um a Yassine I mean goodness and a, and a healthy offensive line you know because it, it, this offensive line hasn't been healthy all season long and that definitely plays into it I mean, we started off the, the beginning of the year with no Gus Hartwig for the first three games. Tackles get hurt midway through the year, and you're just playing guys that are either inexperienced or just not as talented as the guys that they were in backing up. And and in some cases, you're on your third string, you know, tackle. You're your third string center and in some cases. So it's... It, it's a struggle to watch this team, you know, put up a fight, but still just be outmatched. I mean, it's it's in a similar case to the Ohio State game where, you know, Michigan's just got a whole lot more talent, you know, a lot more speed because Roman Wilson, he's a, a game changer um, out wide for, for Michigan. Outside of that, you know, they, had, they still have Loveland who made some catches tonight and the the running backs never really got going. That's that's my biggest takeaway. And I've I think I've talked about uh, at least a handful of times we come back after some of these games where they're shutting down the running game. You hold their two running backs below three yards per carry, Edwards and Corum. Yeah, I know they still had the touchdown runs, but those were inside the five. I know they gave up the long touchdown run on the jet sweep. That's just a that's one big run play that they had. Other than that, they didn't really run the ball super well. Um, Scorton, just on that play, I watched the replay back. He just he went inside and where he should have, you know, been. He's he's the last man on the on the defensive line, so he needs to be up the field more to bend that back in, back towards where other defenders are, and he gets. Sucked inside. I think he's not playing the jet sweep. Either he didn't see it coming or he was just full full board on stopping the, the run up the middle because he bolted immediately inside and that allowed, you know, um Lewis, I think the run the running back was, um, or the wide receiver that uh that caught the pass and, and just kept on going untouched all the way uh into the end zone. You know, you still had Scorton and, and Jenkins just absolutely playing like monsters. Scorton had another uh, big night, two uh, two tackles for loss. I think 
couple of sacks. And I, I thought the defensive front played well. They got after J.J. McCarthy a couple of times, still didn't get him uncomfortable. He was still able to throw um, into, you know, get into his throws and throw the ball um, convincingly in rhythm. And on the opposite side, that's that's the complete 180 from what we saw from Hudson Card. And I get it. The offensive line is banged up. Um, you are being pressured as soon as you snap the ball. You He only has time for one read, and he's got to think about either moving out of the pocket or taking off and running. And we saw him take off and and do a, a few runs, um, a couple of runs that I think might have been by design where maybe it's, you know, hey, look and see if you have it here, and then boom, take off. And and I, I thought that was a positive for for Hudson. But other than that, the guy the dude just doesn't have time. So I it's hard for me to be super critical on on him when he can't get his feet set and throws. And and yes, when he misses some throws, like he missed that throw where Deion Burks is wide open, but he's on the move, really didn't set his feet. He's throwing on the run and he's feeling pressured, and he just misses him. And it, it's it's hard when you're not in a rhythm the entire game to just suddenly be right there and ready to go um, and, and have the time to um, set your feet and throw because there, I don't think he felt like he had the time to set his feet and make a, an accurate throw because he makes an accurate throw. That's a, a 30, 40-yard gain. And we saw... Uh, a, a good pass, a ball that where he just kind of threw it up and allowed his receiver to go make a play with Mershon Rice. But he immediately has to leave the game with a lower leg injury. And I, I, I mean, it's just like, man, you have one good thing and then boom, this happens. It's, it's kind of how this season has gone. You... I feel like you're taking steps in the right direction and then boom, boom, boom. It's one step forward. And at times it feels more than just one step back. It feels like sometimes two or three steps back. And this season by no means has been a fun one to watch. If you're a Purdue fan, these last, you know, four games now have been, a, a utterly horrible to watch offensively. I mean, when you are used to what you had with the previous regime and offense, and you felt like this was going to be something similar because air raid, you have what you think are guys that are going to come in and be playmakers. You feel like you have a good tandem at running back. You feel you know, okay at the offensive line. You're bringing in a quarterback that is talented, has a strong arm, and it just hasn't turned out to be that way. Hasn't turned out to be that way whatsoever. It's been the complete opposite. It's like pulling teeth. This offense has just struggled to find any rhythm whatsoever. The running game was when when it really feels like this team wants to run the ball, I think they're solid. 
but I don't think that's what they want to do. Uh, you know, philosophy wise, because Tyrone Tracy, you know, average over five yards per carry. Maccabi, it's it's a mental thing, guys. Uh, I I obviously think the world of him. I think he's super talented, Maccabi, but it, it's a it's a mental thing. I think with him fumbling the ball. That's, I mean, the first, the first, the first carry that he gets puts it on the turf, and luckily it was overturned and his knee was down. He didn't have any issues the rest of the game, but I mean, it's and and I I, I agree with what Todd Blackledge said. It, it's a mental thing at this point when you have that many fumbles this season. It's it's you're mentally you're just like. You're not even focused on trying to make a big play or or finding the read. You're focused on holding on to the ball and and it's it's just a it's a tough thing to overcome when you've had these issues and it, you you felt like hey we're trending in a better direction since the Syracuse game. It's he's not as loose with the football, but it's still like what what these these plays that are just. It's, and it's it's right from the start. Then you're just like, oh, now we just lost him for the whole game because now it's in his head even more. Now can we trust him to go with the rest of the game with not fumbling? Uh, can we? How much can we lean on Tracy? I mean, Dylan Downing is a non-factor at all in this rushing attack. I mean, I don't I don't know where they go I, because they can't pass protect. Pass pro blocking has just been not good. Not good. So I don't know if they these last few games they try to lean on rushing the ball. But again, you're facing three pretty solid defense, you know, bearing on, on a scale. Minnesota may be the better of the three defenses that you're facing the rest of the year. But Northwestern's got a good defense. Indiana has proven you know, to hang with an Ohio State early on in the season, and that's kind of been there throughout. They've they've been able to hang around in, in a lot of these games, and I think that old Oak and Bucket game is going to be one that's going to be a very low scoring, ugly game. I mean, don't don't expect any team to get into the 30s the next three weeks. It's it's going to be. It's going to be more ugly football, and I hope you're ready for it. I'm I'm trying to mentally prepare for it after um, having the same game on at the same time that was USC-Washington, um, and the final total was 94 uh, with a 52-42 to 42 win, and the Alabama-LSU game was also in the, in the 40s and 30s, and I was like, the Purdue is a long, long ways away from anything like that. And long ways away from the expectations that were there at the beginning of the year. And I we'll we'll see. There's there's a lot of changes that need to be made in the offseason. A overhaul of the offense, whether that is a new offensive coordinator or changing up how you do things to get this 
the ball out of Hudson Card's hands quicker, uh, a more balanced attack where you're trying to rush the ball, have more of an emphasis on running the ball and wanting that to be more of your identity. Uh, because the defense got you stops tonight, but you can't just keep going three and out and put them back out there on the field after just three plays, after being off the field for five minutes. And if you're running three pass plays, it's no time off the clock. And while Michigan didn't run the ball down your throat all night, they were still able to move the chains through the air. I think they finished with 19 or 20 first downs where Purdue had, you know, single digits. I mean, that's that's just incredible. Uh, a couple of stats I wanted to read out to you guys. Um, that field goal that Purdue had or any of the points that Purdue would have had tonight were the first points that um, Michigan has given up in like 120 straight points that they scored. Because you got to remember, they were down, I think, early to Indiana, or at least tied 7-7, I think, in that first quarter. And then they went on to win, you know, by four or five scores. And then they completely shut out Michigan State 49 to nothing over three weeks ago. And then scored the first 17 points for tonight's game. So Michigan was on a streak of 121 straight points. That's... Insane. Insane. But I still think there are things that this team showed that are bright spots, some positives, and maybe we'll get to see more of those against a team that is not as talented, is struggling offensively like Purdue is for the next three weeks because it's going to be a couple of defensive struggles these next few weeks and uh we'll see um we'll talk about those on thursday thank you so much for tuning in to this recap show again purdue loses 41 to 13 i at least had Purdue's point total on the mark michigan just didn't do its part by scoring 10 more points in my prediction at a 51 to 13 um so but we'll talk to you guys again on thursday thank you so much make sure you are subscribed make sure you follow on socials um yeah till then i'll see you guys i've been your host bryce vance this has been the behind the rails of purdue football on the believe network presented by bet online see you guys on thursday thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.